Welcome to the very first episode of Payne's World presented by PSPN. This is Payne. And before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's coming in on day one listening to the podcast. We greatly appreciate everyone that's coming on board to listen to Payne's World, to listen to Gary and the Dude and all the great shows and content we have coming on the PSPN network. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get them, we're there. If you want more content, we'll be posting more future video content on our YouTube channel. Just look up PSPN and subscribe today. We'll be posting content on there probably by the time you're listening to this. But going into today's episode, this is the very first episode. Uh, I'm joined on the couch with my two very dear friends, Jeff Vaccaro, owner of the house in Tigerland, fairly accomplished businessman, but let's not... You know, give him too much credit because he's probably listening to this with at least half a chub at this point. And a very dear friend, uh, Gary Buns. Uh, some of you who might know, Gary's been kind of my sidekick along this long journey of uh, endless content that we've been doing for years. And uh, now he's joining us for this ride. I couldn't be more excited for this podcast. Uh, we have one coming next week. And I, I, I just I can't say enough how satisfied I am with how these podcasts are coming out. It's very super exciting just from starting this thing and then getting people involved and then putting microphones in front of their faces and you kind of just expect them to just go. And some people don't know how to go. And, but once you see it happen and once you see people start to, you know, those gears start shifting and, you know, we're just having good conversation and all of a sudden you realize like you don't even really think that you're holding a microphone and, and we're just having a good time whenever you see that happening it's amazing and i hope you're listening to this and i hope you watch it we'll have the video form on the youtube channel we'll probably post some highlights uh, probably every week with some best of so, but definitely do it every month if you want to watch it there like i said go to the youtube channel uh, you can go and follow everyone involved in the network uh, in the show notes down below on our personal social medias. We'll be posting stuff and uh, interacting with you guys there. If you have any questions on future content you want to see or questions that you want us to answer on our shows, make sure to hit us up there. Make sure to leave a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated for up-and-coming things like this. It's very crucial that we get as much of a head start as we can so just a just a quick little take time out of your day five stars a little review we would greatly 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 appreciate it so like i said this episode is with me jeff and gary buns bit (laughs) hit a bit of a bump in the road to say the least um i think we recovered um i feel like there's gonna be a some people are gonna be upset by some things that are said and uh yeah, we'll address that at a later point. But first, here is the first inaugural episode of Pain's World. Enjoy. Jeff, are you buying uh, bogeys? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just got put on the spot. <laughs> the answer is no right wow. now. Wow. Whoa! I I 
attempted as along with a couple of other mm. partners to get in on that. And uh, there's some some legal mumbo jumbo that's got to go down before <sighs> another tenant can get in there. That's upsetting. Um, which is upsetting because I think it's a great property. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a lot of history, and if you could get the name, the the bogey's name, I think there's there's a lot of stuff to rebuild on. So, I well, that kind of just ruins everything. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna. I was gonna pitch a whole thing about how you can make bogeys that much better. <laughs> a hashtag make bogeys great again type deal. Yeah. I was just thinking like hypothetically. I was thinking like a rooftop bar. Just add a, another layer, layer right. to it. That's naturally fine. naturally free that, too. That's just what they're all doing now. It's just rooftop yep. bars. Yep. And then I want like a like a top golf little just. Little, little right. box for like the high the yeah. high payers where like it's a private you get like your private tab you get, you get just like your little couch do area, you want like them to be couch. able to hit golf balls out onto east boyd as well yes that's very that's very important i think that that could work it's very important very important i think that that could work yeah that, that that was really just the pitch my my goal i think is to slowly turn everything into a top golf place everything because i really Wendy's. I really enjoy Top Golf, but I can't get Gary to go to Top Golf with me. Why? Why? Can, can we get a guy on? <laughs> Gary, come here. Yeah, it's, by all means. Grab a, grab a mic, yeah, buddy. Yeah, just just give it give it a little wiggle. Give it a wiggle. I know you're a big mic stand guy. Big stand guy. Yeah, give it a little wiggle. So on, Gary. I just hello. Yeah. I, yeah. Hey, I think on. I'm hot. Welcome on. Oh, yeah. What's up? You are good looking. Why, why, why don't we do things, Gary? Uh, well, see, uh, you proposed me this idea about this network that you've been doing, mm-hmm. and so it's the only thing that we've really talked about for the last month, maybe. Mm. So, um, I think once this thing gets its own legs and you know it gets off the ground, I think we'll you know have time to actually enjoy ourselves. So, you, so you, how profitable does this have to be to where you'll go to Top Golf with me? It, I'll answer which, that. Which, by the way, he's got to make twenty dollars an episode. Oh, I'll, I'll give you twenty dollars right now. You want to go top golf? No, I just think at the end of this entire thing, no matter if this ends in two weeks or twenty years, I just it needs to make me enough money to afford to go, go to, to top, top golf. golf one time with you, pay for two to three hours, have a bucket of beer, an appetizer, and an entree. That's just so like sixty bucks. Whatever market value that is, okay. Mm-hmm. It needs to be that. just you and I. Yes, I'm not. No, no, I'm not paying for your stuff. But the money no, that no, I no, make, no, no. yeah, of course, yeah, of course. The money that I make, it but, needs to be enough to just. But why don't? Well, what if, what if I just offer to pay for it? Like well, then I would feel if? bad because it's a lot. But then I give you the money, and you're like, okay, as and compensation. Then, you give him the money as compensation, right? But then, but but you're saying in this situation, if I had that amount of money to spend, I would immediately spend it. So why don't I just spend it, cut out the middleman, and we just meet at Top Golf now? I think if you were to invite me to a Top Golf and offer to pay, I would get there, and then I would just pay for myself. But would you be there? I would be there. Like, would, if I didn't have anything to do. No, no, I, I, know, I, got you, I know you would top physically golf. be there, but like, yeah. would you be there? I would hope so. He means emotionally. I mean, top golf is a game that you have to, you know, it's more than physical when you go there. It's, right. you know, sometimes you have to really dig deep. 
and hit a shot when you need to. So I think, you know, if you're stepping into the top golf and your emotions aren't in check, you're just asking to lose. You're just asking to lose. I really, I miss top golf because you know my hand. Jeff, yeah. I don't know if you know this. What happened? Uh, the very, I, I hurt my hand. Uh, this, uh, what would you call this part of the body, Garrett? A meta, a meta, a meta, a meta world, meta world piece. A meta world piece. What is that? Uh, that's a metacarpal. 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 I hurt that driving. Very strong drive. A lot, a lot of uh, power. So, is it was this driving in your car or mm, with a, a no, golf no, no, club? No, 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 It was with a golf club. Okay. At uh, Beaver Creek, not to brag. Um, Subtle flex. But it was whatever. Uh, it was a great drive. A lot of power. But as soon as I hit it, just like shockwave went down my hand. The and, vibrations. And just like I dropped the club and I was just like, ah. Yeah, I, you told me it actually, quote, brought you to your knees. It did. And then uh, the people I was with, they were like, Please. are you crying? And I'm like, let's go. I don't want to talk about it. And we kept going and I just couldn't. For the rest of the day, I, I could do everything but drive. So A golf club. Golf club, yes. Right. Driving, uh, perfectly fine. Normal driving. Normal driving. Me, truck, not a car. I can't fit in most cars. It's a big problem. You're a big guy. Big guy. Big problem, big guy. But, but I can't golf. And I don't know how long, like, I might be done. And I don't know how to come to terms with that. You, are you going to announce, like, today on this show that you're done? Are, are you prepared break, to do breaking that? Breaking news? No, I, I can't. If, so I if, swore the piece of paper you were looking at earlier was a statement. Listen, people call me Weiger Woods. <laughs> Holy shit! Very aggressive. Ah, no. Oh my God! <laughs> we are running into some PC problems right now, boys. <laughs> is that wait? Is that a PC thing? Is that a PC thing? Um, <laughs> the one you said—that's a problem. I agree. the one he said—that's a big problem. What, Wiger Woods? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, well, they didn't. They didn't. If, they, if this, God forbid, this even. I hope this doesn't. It's probably, but like, but yeah. I, but I didn't say the other one though. I the, just said Weiger. The was. one that you, I won't say what you said because what you said was what you said, and I didn't like what you said. That one's a problem. But I, well, I thought what I said was fine. I think I just, I think, I think it, it was the intention was good. Yes. But when it came out, I think it kind of registered in my eyes, which then reflected back to you, and you kind of realized, hey, that could be taken as what Garrett said. But, yeah, well, because I think that's actually the first time that he said it out loud to anyone. Ever. I think that was off the top. He said it. It didn't sit well with me. It went back to him. And then we both realized, hey, that's really close to what Garrett's about to say. And then when you said it, it was like, now we're like, all right, this is our out. We jump on Garrett for actually Correct. saying it. And we're like, hey, 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 you can't say that. It's just if it's a W-I-G-E-R, then it just needs to – you need to have an emphasis on what sort of W-I combination you're using. Is it a short W-I? I think it should be Wiser. Why? Like wiser. you need to add a W-H. But, but, his, but his name is Tiger. Correct. And I, but with a W, 
if you're looking for the same pronunciation as Tiger, I'm with just a trying T, to communicate to the people. If you wanted to add a W, you would now need that to, I am Caucasian. You would need to use a WH. A WH. A WH. Well, so WHIGR and TIGR would, would, would sound the same. Wouldn't that add a wh- one real strong a, in a, English? A wh- a Huiger. A wh- gotta do that like a wh- wh- Yeah, like. I don't, I don't like that. But it would sound the same because if you no, just replace there, the there's, W there's with Weiger the T, Woods, but, but but now you're assuming how I spelt it. It just needs to be spelt more I, accurate, with so pain. that so that people wouldn't be confused. So, I, I think the real problem is it. I think the real problem is what's in your head. Like, I think the problem is is I'm I totally see where you're coming from with that, but I don't think he likes the way you're assuming, Adam. Assumption is not well, it's okay. It's not even Gary. that. Like a lot of people call me that. No, see, the fact that you said it out loud for the first time in your life, and no. you can go back and watch the tape. I say it all the time. His to reaction myself. and see my reaction. But that that was the first time you definitely said it out loud to another human, and you saw Jeff's reaction. I didn't like it. He was wanting something. You were just. I could. I was looking at you. You wanted something back so bad. That connection it just wasn't there, and no. it happens sometimes. Not everything's going to stick the first time you throw it. We'll work on it. Yep. But it, it'll play, though, right? Oh, it'll play. So we're fine. Yeah. It's just not It's not a max effort drive, but it's 70% middle of the so fairway. So I shouldn't make, like, T-shirts? No. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Oh, because then, as a T-shirt, you don't get to say it. You have to read it. And then to the consumer... To the consumer, you get you in a lot of issue. trouble like that. A you lot run of into trouble. issues. I just... But I... The, but that's his name. His name. Well, his name's. Well, his Eldrick. name's Tiger. His name's El. But he go Tiger. But like it's it's just a W to replace the T. Correct. Why did you replace the T with a W? To because first of all, I just, it, alliteration or what's the other one? Uh, the other one. What's the other one, Gary? Onomatopoeia? No, 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 no. It's a little. He knows it. He's just being very cruel about this whole situation. Yeah, I'm not good at English. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it, it's alliteration. Really? Yeah. So I was right the whole time. Mm-hmm. You were just, yeah. you were just in my head. Correct. Um, it's, it's just deep sh- fake has been other places besides just your head. That's true. Ooh. I. It was just to show that like <laughs> it's it's a pun. It's a pun. Yeah, so... Puns, cheeky. If I believe correctly, we have a group Snapchat with some members of a fantasy football league <sighs> that was originally created by Payne to document his golf play. Okay. And so he called it Weiger Tracker. Because there's a Twitter account called Tiger Tracker Correct. that tracks... Every, this guy tracks every swing Tiger does at, at all of his events. Ever. Ever. It's basically a live feed... Of yeah, what so, doing. Doing. so like if you're tips. at work in a cubicle, she's like, oh, Tiger's on 16, this happened. Um, so I figured I'd make a, a, a group snap for my fans. Uh, it's called Wiger Tracker, meaning I'm the white tiger. And ju- it's just like snaps of me as I progress through the course. I, okay. But And let the record show that there was only one round of golf played. Before, before before it was completely hijacked. So you think hijacked. this is a sham? 
It was hijacked. Well, you think it was think, a sham snap group? I just group. think the timing was terrible because he only got to play one round of golf. And then I injured my hand. And then he injured himself. Oh, so this is simultaneous with your injury. No, not, not that round of golf, but... The second round. Very, very close after. Maybe the reason why he injured himself was because in the round of golf that he injured himself, he wasn't wiger tracking himself. Maybe if you would have had your phone in the hand that you hurt while attempting to drive and and record that drive, document it, that hand wouldn't have been on the club, hence less vibration. I don't think I have my glove on me Your metal carpals. I don't think I had the glove on. I think I left the glove at home. I can't confirm or deny that. But I I don't think the glove was on, and that's that's huge. It's one of those things. So to wrap this up, do you think people – do people call you Weiger Woods or do – do you just take part in Weiger Tracker? Because it's it's two different things. Well, no. No, 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 no. People do call me Weiger Woods, and Weiger Tracker was created by me, just like all of this, to inform the fans and let them track my movements on the golf course, because I recently got into golf, and a lot of people were talking about my progress on day one. You know, I... Ever since day one, have not hit over a hundred. I mean, it's fine, but like that's pretty it's decent. It's decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that his question? Big question. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What shape is the sky? I figured it out. Okay. I did the hard work for you, the heavy lifting. Good, because I, I, I couldn't the tell sky? you. The sky. Could potentially be the shape of nothing at all. What's the what's the name of the shape that's like not a shape? Like in geometry where it's just like Does it just depend on how many sides it has? So how does the sky have sides? No. no. It fills in voids. The sky, one would say, is limitless. Limitless. There's just layers of the sky. Well, the earth is so flat. Is space just the outer part of the sky? No. no the Earth is flat. So it does cut off. There's a firmament or dome in which we all live under. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. And then on top of flat Earth in the firmament, there's more water. So look, I'm not going to let you say flat Earth and get away with it because the Earth is not flat. <laughs> no, no, the Earth he, is flat. No, Explain no, no, to me no. this. No, he's, he's, You're he's standing, on something. He's yeah, on I'm on to something. <laughs> You're standing at Niagara Falls. Okay. You look out. Not south, but north. Toronto yes. or Ontario, it's one of those Canadian cities. They're all the same. Some Drake's around there. At Drake some lives somewhere up there. You look north, 108 miles away, it's Toronto. You see the skyline of Toronto, 108 miles away from Niagara Falls. So tell me this. Hmm. If the earth was truly curved oh, wait. 30 miles out, is under the curve of the earth. Where are you getting that number from, 30? Uh, I think I read it on Wikipedia at some point. So let's say you have a... Or just a fringe So let's say you have a a ball that we're more uh, familiar with. Let's say we have a baseball. I'm on board so far. And let's say we're putting ourselves on this baseball, and then we're going to try and look on the other side of this baseball. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to see what's on the other side of the baseball. Correct. But now let's magnify that a billion times to where we're on... 
a huge ass baseball that is the Earth. Okay, well let's take this back thing, Gary. Tiny ass baseball. Your finger is on the other side of that baseball an inch away. You can't fucking see it. So you blow that tiny ass baseball up a million times. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is one inch? 30 miles. I'd have to see the math for that conversion. All I'm saying is the earth is flat. You can see the Toronto skyline 108 miles away. But I it think doesn't add up. They're lying to us. The so, earth is flat. The sky is a firmament dome, and above the dome is nothing but more water. So they say time travel is not possible. Is that because the earth is flat and because, like, Superman, he flies backwards fast enough, fast enough to go back in time? So right. time travel is not possible. So the earth is Another flat. question why won't they let me fly over Antarctica? I'm only hearing nothing but valid points. I mean, I didn't know it was a thing. They will not let you fly over Antarctica. So, like, how uh, it's do you something think it, crazy? Like, if you left from like South America and went straight down, and you want to get to the get North to Pole Australia really fast, way faster. That because it's wrapped around. Oh, this hurts my. So, so do they think? Do you, do you they think? They won't let you. They make you do this. Okay, do you think they That's let you so fly? That's so true. They do make you do that. They do will you? not let you fly over Antarctica. You, and people are saying, oh, it's because if you crash in Antarctica, you're done, though. Well, guess what, bro? If you fucking crash in the middle of the ocean, you're still done, though. This is true. So but, why not save us time? But Energy. I'm thinking to me. Climate change. Do they let you fly over the North Pole? Or is it just the South Pole? Well, that's the thing. that It, it carries over. So if you don't, if you can't fly... Into the Antarctica, in theory, because you would just, I guess, either. I don't hit, think they let you. You fly would hit something, or like, I guess, fall off the edge of the world. I think the issue with flying over the poles is because those are where the, also the magnetic poles are, and that would probably fuck with the plane. No, because no, you don't. You don't think that very eleven log- degree. You don't axis. think that very logical. It's because fact we were would like make this. Any sense? When the dinosaurs died, the meteor hit us. Yes. Now we're like this. Yes. Okay. So if you go true north, true south, you shouldn't run a couple. You shouldn't run into that problem. Bermuda Triangle. People do it all the time. I think it, that's more toward like the middle of the Earth. It is. The flat Earth. I think Earth. it has something to do with the magnetic poles. I don't think it's like the government's like, hey, we don't want y'all to see what's at the top of the Earth. It absolutely is. Because at that point, once you get to the very top, if you're looking down at the Earth from the North or South Pole, it's going to look the same as if you're anywhere else on the Earth. Here's the other thing. You may bring up the point of, well, Jeff, if I leave from Louisiana and just fly this way all the way around, eventually I'll get back to Louisiana, insinuating that the world is a circle. But here's my rebuttal. The Earth is infinitely flat. Oh, no. Have you all ever heard the Wait, idea that that, infinitely f- that, there, that what is happening in our universe is happening a million times over simultaneously? Oh, you're talking about the multiverse. The multiverse. So the mul- so it's in- infinitely flat. So you keep going this way. Yeah, you're going to go, but you're going into the multiverse. But everything is exactly the same because it's the multiverse. So is space included in this? There is no space. It's water. So you think Earth is floating in water? Yes, and there's a firmament above us, a dome. I think he's right. Water, 
There's a reason no one has ever dug a hole to China. That's so, like <sighs> they say it, they say it, they say it. But guess what? You dig a hole through China, you're falling through the the, the crust of the earth into the water that in which we float on. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> the reason why you the reason why you can't dig to China. I know what you're gonna say. The core of the earth is too hot. No, no, no. The reason why you can't dig to China is because once you get down to a certain, uh, I guess that would be depth, the pressure is so great that humans can't exist. Also, if you get close enough to the core, it's also going to be too hot for humans to live. Okay, rebuttal. Have you ever tried to do that yourself? No. Who told you that? Good question. Scientific data. Who's done it? Where did you see the scientific you can data? Look up on sci- you can look up scientific data that will state why it is impossible to go from one side of the earth to but the who's other. Doing I it wonder then? who did that study. Someone, I wonder. Someone has to test that Probably theory, some yeah. geologist. Someone has to test that That works theory. for a university, Uh-oh. which is run by this is a, this is a the whole, government. This is a whole big thing. This is a big thing now. They are controlling what you think, Gary. Until you drill a hole and end up in China, the Earth's flat. We're floating on water under a firmament in the multiverse. How many how many holes does a straw have? Just one big one. It's that kind of thing. I almost said two. I, I, you almost you almost got it. It's one hole, two openings, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 a cylinder. Or would that make it two holes, one opening? No, stop that. Hey, stop. Can you dig half a hole? No. Surely. Surely. There was always a joke that I was told. Say it takes eight men four hours to dig one hole. Okay. Okay? How long would it take eight men to dig half a hole? This is a joke you were told two, a lot. Two hours. No, you can't dig half a hole. It's just a smaller hole. It's just a smaller hole. What you got me, and I just told you you can't do. Who's can't telling these jokes? jokes? Who's telling these jokes? It's just something I've heard. Is this like a engineering joke? No, no, no. Like, this is like a like, like you're trying to get your, than you're trying to get joke? no you're like you're trying to get your buddies like to feel bad. So you say, hey, yada yada yada. Be right back. No, keep going. I'm gonna give oh, you a riddle oh, of a lifetime. So, um. We're going to talk about the Earth again. I've actually seen this theory. Okay. Um, it's actually represented in a a show that's uh, it's called Rick and Morty, if you've ever seen it. Oh. Yes. Uh, it's a great show, uh, sponsored, not sponsored. The The last thing we we would like is for the people at Rick and Morty to send us stuff, so just don't. No. Because we wouldn't like that at all. I don't want – no. I, don't do it. No. We Rick, wouldn't like it at Morty. all. This is, I don't want any uh, – I don't – no. No. So It's not a good show. How this world works is basically we're living on a treadmill. What? The world that what? the world that we know is running on a treadmill. Okay. So it's flat. You ever seen a comic strip before? So it's flat. Life is like a comic strip for us. There's basically no there's basically we're just sitting on this section and we're just comic stripping and we're just we're on the treadmill of what is the galactical space that we have of Earth. We're on this treadmill, and we're just running on the treadmill. And as we're going, the stuff is moving right past us. Is that why I'm tired all the time? I'm on the treadmill? <laughs> well, you think if the treadmill was big enough, it would probably be moving so fast that we couldn't feel it because we're so small in comparison. All right. 
it's like in Men in Black where they pan out Off. and then where our whole galaxy is in like a marble that aliens are playing with because that's how tiny we are in the grand scheme of things. Am I the only one that's seen Men in Black? Yeah, you've seen I've seen Two? Two? You've only seen two? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember Men in Black 1. Me, I think that was when they did the... Z- let me... Uh, so I don't remember that one. Let me ask you all this riddle. Yeah. Y'all want to feel like idiots? It's yeah, go ahead. Every don't day. peek, Gary. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Three men... Go into a hotel. The man behind the desk says a room is $30. So each man pays $10 and goes to the room. A while later, the man behind the desk realized the room was only $25. So he sent the bellboy to the three guys' room with $5. On the way, the bellboy couldn't figure out how to split $5 evenly between the three men. So he gave each man a $1, gave each man $1, and kept the other $2 for himself. This meant that the three men each paid $9 for the hotel room, right? Because they paid 10 each to get it, and then they got a $1 refund. Correct. Okay, so they each paid $9. Oh, no. Which is a total of $27. Oh, no, then how did... Now add the $2 that the bellboy kept. That's There's... $29. Where is the other dollar? Where's the missing dollar? So let's deconstruct this before we answer. $30. Okay. Oh, you told the joke. We got to solve the yeah. joke now. So, Payne. No, this isn't a joke anymore. So there is a $30 charge. $30. So there's a desk person. Hey, 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 hey. You're, you're asking the question. Hey. We're trying to solve it, all right? $30. $30. I, I Three yes. people pay $10 each. Yes, because math, yes. Three times 10 is 30. Correct. The room was actually twenty-five dollars. Right. Okay, so the, so they paid five dollars so more he sends than what up they needed. Five dollars to refund the three guys. Correct. Dude's like, I can't split three evenly, so he just gives him a dollar, leaving him two dollars to himself. So he still got five bucks at that time. Yeah, he's dividing five dollars. Twenty-five and five is thirty. Then the issue comes. Yes. Whenever you read the riddle and it says that each person got a discount of a dollar, that nine times three is twenty-seven, plus the two that the bellboy took is only twenty-nine. Yeah. So let's think about this. Okay. So we have thirty dollars. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have thirty dollars. Yes. We were supposed to only pay twenty-five dollars. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. We we agree. So far, we agree. So, what do you think is the catch? Because there's got to be a catch. I think it's how the how the question is how it's, how the it's, riddle it's is just worded. Manipulated. I think how the riddle is worded is what is trying to confuse you. Because there's no way that you had thirty dollars and then all it comes out to twenty nine. That that can't be a thing, right? Are you ready for it? Hold on, we're thinking about it. I'm just trying to figure out where Where's the loophole the is. Where the loophole is. It's in the wording. It's the way you're all trained to think. It's. <sighs> However you're thinking right now, it's wrong. Wait. Well, I'm trying to think outside. Whatever the way is that you're thinking right now, it's wrong. Yeah. So no. No. So. It's they, wrong. they paid ten dollars, and then they get a dollar back. Correct. So they just have a dollar. Yes. Nine's gone. 
that nine's been spent. The ten's just a hypothetical, my bad. Mm-hmm. So now they just have three dollars. That's it. And the dude has the other two. That's they they spent the ten. Ten's gone, and now they just have a dollar. So can you go over the final like the final question? Because I know it was a it was a whole lot of stuff. And then at the very end, what was it asked? I think I busted the case. This meant that the three men each paid $9 for the room, which is a total of $27. Yes. Add the $2 that the bellboy kept, and that's only $29. Sure. Where is the other dollar? But they have they – ha- there is no other dollar – there is no other there dollar. There is no other dollar. Because it's already been spent, like you said. What do you mean there's no it's other It's doing the math in the wrong order. It's, it's Whatever, it's, however you're thinking right now, stop. It's, it's wrong. So let's say, let's say if it, they were to only pay $25 at the the original cost of yes. $25. Well, then we, well, then we, went, we wouldn't be what? in this, we wouldn't be in this eight, scenario. It's 833 So that's where the other dollar is, Technically, right? Technically, yeah. So we have eight. We're paying 833 each. Nine thirty-three would give us what? Twenty-eight dollars with the two. So is that it? So, so what's your final answer? So they paid thirty up front. Yes. Okay. If they originally paid the twenty-five. Yes. Twenty-five divided by three is eight dollars and thirty-three cents. And thirty-three repeating whatever. So they they paid eight dollars and thirty-three cents for the room. Then they got a dollar back. Now it's nine thirty-three. Nine thirty-three, so nine dollars and thirty-three cents times three is twenty-seven and a whole dollar, twenty-eight dollars, and then the two dollars that the bellboy kept. I follow it. Which yeah. Which is thirty. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah. Final answer in in four in in six words or less. Final answer. Where's the missing dollar? Is the answer like a like a short phrase? Just do like it in you, six. You have the answer though, like in how, six like a, in six words. Is it a phrase or like it's a sentence or a description or is it like? It's just it's an answer. It's not it's not like a set answer. It's like doesn't need to be worded a certain way or anything. Just like so, six, where would the dollar be then? Final answer. Don't don't communication don't communication don't. Where is the missing dollar? The missing dollar is split up three ways between the three guys. No. Where's your missing dollar, Ben? It's the guy. There is no missing dollar. That's the that's the problem. There's no missing dollar. Cancel. Cancel. Answer is there is no missing dollar. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I think because I feel like I the man spent twenty seven dollars, of which twenty five dollars went to on the room. And two dollars went to the to the light fingered bellboy. You cannot add the two dollars the bellboy has to the twenty seven dollars the men spent, as this two dollars actually comes out of the twenty seven dollars the men spent. The yes. other twenty five dollars going on the room. Put it another way. Consider how the thirty dollars breaks down. Twenty five dollars to the room. Three dollars to the men. Two dollars to the bellboy. Thirty dollars. Yes. So I was right. You're right. There is a missing dollar. That's the correct answer. Credit to me. But that's just a shot in the dark. There shot was no, to the heart. There was no... Uh, so, so you're just saying I got that by luck? Part, part, partly. That's... Okay. I think 
a riddle of that uh, extent is always going to be there's. Are you the saying answer I, is, I can't comprehend? The answer riddles? is always going to be there's no. I think he is. There's 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 no hidden dollar, but there was like no logic as to why there was no hidden dollar. Like you just. Well, there was no logic why there was a hidden dollar. But but they. That's what I it. argued. But they explained. But the there's logic no hidden around. dollar. You can't subtract. You need to add. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The math was fucky, but there, but technically there was no missing dollar. It just presented Correct. the math in a purposely confusing way. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's accurate. So I win. The dollar was never anywhere. I win. It's it was it's been here since the beginning. It's a good riddle. So you won. I won. Fantastic riddle. Thanks. So will you go to Top Golf with me now? Uh maybe. No. My hand. I can't. It is the weekend, though. So you just waited for this man to say yes, I'll go to Top Golf, and then you said, ah. You gotta play hard to get, Joe. Ah. You gotta play hard to get. Gary and I have been playing this cat and mouse Tom and Jerry game for many years, and it's why I drink. It's why I'm overweight. It's mm-hmm. why I have You're way not too overweight. many. Come on, way too many no, carbs on a weekly that. basis. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Shot to the heart. That was good. We can go play at the U-Rec. Golf? Yeah. It is 7.30. Surely there's only about 30 minutes more of sun. Mm. If any. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So would you pay to put the lights on at the... Uh, U-Rec? At the U-Rec? That sounds like more than Top Golf. Also, where are we playing at the U-Rec? If we're talking about going to play golf at the U-Rec? No, I don't think that's my, brain, my brain went to pick up basketball. Oh. I think they close at nine on Fridays, or maybe ten. Uh, so, there's, but there's I, the public is welcome. I just have to pay. Yeah, ten dollars for a guest. Oh, that's it. Just any, any, and every time I want, just ten dollars. Yeah. What? As long as you go with someone that's a member, like you uh, have to have. We'll see uh, the loopholes. Yeah, you get well, yeah, they don't want game. random people rolling up on the street saying, "Hey, I got ten. Everyone's got ten dollars, right?" Uh. Yeah, I guess everyone. I mean, everyone's had ten dollars before. Yeah, at some point. At some Correct. point, those guys. I think. I think that is one of the greatest things I heard. Everyone on Earth, at some point in their life, has had ten dollars. No, I. Have, no. Everyone in America, at some yes, point, has had $10. sure. Yes, at yeah. least ten dollars to their name at okay. some point. Yeah, I think that's the American that dream. That is awesome. That's the American dream. That I is awesome. Good. We're doing it right. Yeah. But it's ten dollars. One day we'll get it to twenty. Twenty. Ten dollars is maybe 30. a lunch and a half if you go to a, a place where lunch is cheap. Food, food is so expensive. Food is very expensive. I, I'll go to the like go to Walmart and just like get a couple of things, and it's fifty dollars, and it's not even food. Like it's just snacks. No, yeah. and it's not even a lot of snacks. It's like and like half of it might be like cups. Plates, right? Napkins, yeah, like yeah. shit. I can't even enjoy. Like it's just what but, I need. Come on, you enjoy it. Well, of course. I mean, you you have to have the necessities. But in today's grocery shopping, you have to have a mindset of what you want to get before you go, or you're going to spend so oh, much absolutely, more than absolutely, what you want. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and my thing is, I go and I get in the meat section, and I just start buying, man. I start buying, I buy, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have chicken and steak every single day for seven days exactly and then i get to my house and i eat it once or twice and i'm like all right well i can't eat it this meal because i've had the last four meals so i skip and then by the end of the week it's like well there's 
75 percent of my meats and now they're expired correct and you should end up throw them away and you decide after eating it for three or four times you're like you know i'm gonna get a pizza or i'm just gonna pick some yeah and then and then maybe a little the, uber eats yeah, or a waiter like, yeah, well, it starts with we would love oh, a promo code get, for waiter yeah promo code waiter use promo code pain to world jude house right seven and i i deleted the tweets uh I I tried. Uh, I got very upset one time because they did admittedly mess up a Buffalo Wild Wings order one time. It wasn't there for. Wasn't the the lovely it was buffaloes. It was they. I wanted honey barbecue wings, simple boneless honey barbecue wings on a nice big. It was like a spread platter with a exactly bunch of stuff. How it goes. And they give it to me. We're watching a UFC fight. I'm tired. I don't want to drive to go get the food. They bring it to me. First time ever getting it. They give it to me, super excited, open it up. It looks like honey barbecue. I bite into it. Not honey barbecue. Needless to and say. And a, a lovely young woman came up, and she was like, let me try that wing. And I was like, by all means. And she she's like, that's mango habanero. Not honey barbecue. So you're it's hanging out. Significantly spicier than okay. a honey barbecue. Well, I have two things. Yes, sir. First... So you're just hanging out with some female that knows all Buffalo all Wild Wings sauces by she taste. Knew, I'd love to see she, it. Th- this is a friend of ours, the Jacob Loop's girlfriend. They came to watch the fight. I just met this girl, and she apparently knows a lot about beat-ups. Yeah. She's okay. like, and, and she'd been to She's like, that's mango habanero. And I was like, do you want it? She's like, yes. And she took my wings. Good. Second you thing. for him? Yeah. I was like I paid like twenty twenty six dollars, including delivery and stuff. Can we talk about boneless wings? <sighs> if you're going to buy chicken wings, shouldn't you be going to an establishment that has bone-in wings? Yes. So there's this place oh. that a good friend of mine owns. Uh huh. They have a wing night. Right. Let's say maybe once a week. You know the owner of Pluckers? No, 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 no. Oh. No. Um, they do this wing night. Where the bones are in, bone in wings. Bone in. Yeah, and it's, a ma- it's fantastic. It's a man's wing. It's a man's wing. Good crowds, good people. Right. Good sides, good appetizers. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all you can want. But if you get boneless wings, it's just a glorified chicken nugget, Payne. That's fine. That's fine. But that's. But more- would you call it a wing, though? Just be real to yourself and say, it. I like sauce on my chicken okay, nuggets. Okay, but if you go to Pluckers, they have this. Oh. Uh, if you go to. Game changer. I, I didn't hear that. Say that again. I, I was too busy. I said thinking. you just need to come to terms with the fact that you like sauce on your chicken nuggets. You eat chicken nuggets, glorified chicken nuggets with sauce on them. But I eat bone-in wings. No, but they're tossed in the sauce but I eat, thing. But I eat – I also – Let will, me say that one more time. I also will – They're tossed in, in the, the sauce. sauce. Last time I was at your apartment, how many bone-in wings did I eat? I Zero. ate all the wings. Zero. False. Because were, those, were those boneless? I didn't order any boneless wings. No, no, I'm, I'm saying bone-in wings. Bone-in wings. Oh, bone-in wings. Yeah. I ate a lot of bone-in wings. You could say that. A lot of them. Uh, I ate I all ordered, that was left. I ordered 18. There was probably 13 to 14 when you got there. And, and I ate them all. Of the uh, honey barbecue so variety. Which credit you, to me. No, like there, was like some, there was like a garlic thing. Maybe. Oh, there was garlic parmesan. parmesan. Yeah, hey. Were those gone before you got there? Or you, uh, no, gone after I got there. I'll tell you uh, those were from Wings and Things. Uh, it's a new restaurant over on, um, on no, Lee no, Drive. No, 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 no. 
No, no. No, no, no. Oh, I was just hoping for maybe a discount no, 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 code no, 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 or no, no. discount code. Maybe if they could send us some uh, wings food and things. For our they shows. have to come to Buy us. You boys. Where the where where the where the nice, good looking girl at the bar? They have to come to us. But are we though? But yeah, absolutely. I we, wouldn't say that we're we are. T- we're a ten. We're a ten. Maybe not yet. We're like the subject to like a Blake Shelton song. Yes. Think about it. Your lips taste like sangria. Yeah. Like the one where he wants to well, no, live on the same street as her. No, that's and, and the, share the same name, last name, name as the dogs her, and stuff. And he'll name the dogs. And then she'll she'll um and she'll plant the flowers maybe or and, he and, plants and, the flowers. And, and, and no, she plants the flowers and 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 he'll and paint we, the kisses. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll plant the kisses. Plant the kisses. Sorry. Uh Yeah. The, that's a, a good example. That's us. Yeah. Okay. We're planting flowers. So, I'm so saying, we're just waiting for this. We they have to come to this us, restaurant like, that I uh, hey, got food from. Hey, what sauce is on your wings? You know, you're drinking something. What's on your wings? They, nothing yet. And they're like, well, here's a coupon code. That this is how this. So works they're just here. providing this. Like we are, we have naked wings, is what you're saying in that scenario. We're a ten at the bar. I think we're smoking hot. We're looking good, but we're sitting there with a plate of naked I don't think, wings. No, 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 no. They so come, you they want, come up they come up and instead of being like bartender you know crown sprite you know bartender give me give me ten bone in wings oh what sauce what sauce do you want what sauce do you want okay you, you want a sauce there we go you, oh me yeah you, you want and a sauce? I think if they really knew us they'd order a green apple crown and sprite oh yuck 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 what's a, what's a drink what's a drink for you yuck uh dragonberry rum and sprite dragonberry rum Bacardi Dragonberry shouts. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not. We would hate it if Bacardi would send us some of their products. We would hate it. That is the last thing that we want. So please, if anyone from Bacardi is watching this, do not send us anything. Don't do it. Address will be in the description. Jaeger and Red Bull. I haven't had Jaeger in a while. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's a licorice. Yeah. You know what's the worst liquor in the world? What? Ruppelman's. Change my mind. I don't want my mind to be changed. No, do you change, like change his mind? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's um, I got some. Like I got some Fireball, Fireball but mint. Yeah, I got some cinnamon. Fireball in the fridge. You want? You want yeah, some Fireball? I understand that, but it's like I'm paying. I go somewhere, right? You ever had Goldschlager? Mmm, no, flakes of gold, baby. But we're still on Rumpelmans. Well, I was just saying, Goldschlager is is Rumpelmans. But way cooler because it's got gold in it. Right. But it's the same. It's just got gold flakes. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. It's, it's like a clear. It's like a limited edition of Ruppelmans. Correct. Right. Yeah. Somewhat. So back to Ruppelmans. If I wanted to have Ruppelmans, sure. I would just stay at home. I wouldn't sure. go out, get dressed, uh-huh. possibly pay cov- cover at a place unless I, you know, I know someone there. Yeah. Go up to the. Go up to the bar, order two shots worth maybe four or five dollars a piece, depending on where you are. Right. To drink rubble mints. If I want to drink rubble mints, I have a bottle of Act mouthwash at home that I could fill oh. up to the brim. Are you dr- so? I could pour my going, own you're portions. You're going to drink your mouthwash. It's ba- what are you doing when you drink rubble mints? Not no, because mouthwash is not good for you. 
as a as what like as, as a drink to as be a drink. consumed yeah as a drink change my mind probably, change my mind that you should not change my mind it's you good shouldn't, for you but oh. you get the same reaction of your body if you would drink the mouthwash you ever actually swallow mouthwash if i ever swallowed yes yes it's not good you ever take a shot of rubber mints you your face just immediately convulses because you're just disgusted. yeah but like i've never had a like mouthwash shits because like i drank mouthwash and i go oh i got i got shit now well but like i've, I've drank that it could like, happen it's a lot cheaper than rumple bins let me tell you so if you're a big fan just stay at home drink stay Listerine. stay in your boxers save your cover money and the money you'd spend on the shot and just hit a few pops of listerine Hell, hell, Nyquil might do the job. Oh, what that? That's just don't try that at home. No, no. Disclaimer. Don't do it. I just think it's the same exact thing. Are you trying? Are you trying to tell kids to go chug Nyquil? No, no, no. I'm saying if you are a fan of chugging, you're Rumpelmans, saying you're saying if you like Rumplemints, but you don't want to go out and get Rumplemints, just chug Nyquil. <sighs> no, no, no. Take shots of Nyquil. I'm not tipping the bottle back and getting it till it's empty. That's how you die. Can't you just get NyQuil at a store? Yeah, it's an over-the-counter. Uh, so like a kid, can, yeah. a, so like a kid can go in and get NyQuil. Uh, uh, I actually don't think so. I think, I think you have to be, be a, like 16 you have or to be 18. a certain age yeah. to I can buy go cough get Dayquil. Yeah, yeah, but you're also 20. I don't get ID for many things. 22. He's 22. I think they just assume. Okay, but you're 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 a taller person. They probably assume guy. you're over the age of 16. But I think in most states, you have, age? you have to be a certain age to buy yeah, cough medicine yeah. or cough syrup. Yeah. I believe there's something you can make with cough syrup these days. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the kids just drink bottles of cough syrup. Yeah. And just, they're like, oh. And like they're juuling with cough syrup. So like yeah. you, you get like that dried cotton mouth, it's like and then you get NyQuil. So it's like syrup. basically like you're drinking wine. It's got that yeah. bitter, dry taste. But like, hey, have you ever heard the rap? intro to like rap song just like like mike will made it yeah mike will made yeah, it mike yeah will mike, made it. mike will made it mike will made the it. longest time i thought it was mike will made me huh so it's like this dude was super eternal Nyquil. so you like, think oh, that so you ah, you were under the you know impression that the entire song NyQuil. was like almost like a dream because Nyquil. yeah he was NyQuil so uh, inebriated, inebriated on uh, Nyquil that sure, sure. he would sing about this stuff, Easy. rap about this stuff, NyQuil mumble made. as much as he wants. Right. Good. Uh, that, that, that's, that's an interesting idea. All right, we're going to take a quick break from the action to transition into our interview with our dear, dear friend, AJ Fletcher, who is currently a professional MMA fighter just coming off of a huge huge decision win in his last fight that he had on the third a couple of days ago now this interview is a few days before the fight so we'll be talking leading up to the fight just know that AJ definitely destroyed this guy and it is amazing and he whooped the shit out of the guy so just know that AJ is a scary guy and you don't want to upset him that's really all I can say. Uh, we talked. Uh, we just had had a good time. Uh, asked him some questions about the insight of becoming a fighter and some less serious questions. So, without further ado, here is the interview with AJ. Okay, joining us on the couch with Jeff and I, but not in, in spirit, I guess you can say. Yeah, is our yeah. good friend 
AJ Fletcher. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. AJ's got a big fight coming up. Jeff, you want to tell the people about it? Yeah, so it's Saturday, August 3rd, uh, the Lake Charles Civic Center. Um, he's playing, uh, or he's fighting Armis. Um, and, and I think you're the, the title fight. Is that correct, AJ? You're the, you're the, you're the headliner. I'm the headliner. Yes. Not for a title. Um, so it's for a pretty good organization called Fury FC. Um, they've been doing shows for a while now and, and do a pretty good, uh, pretty good job putting them on. Um, but yeah, we're not for, not for a title, but it is the, the headliner of the night. So, uh, very last fight of the night. This will be my first, uh, first pro headliner. Um, so yeah, I'm super pumped for it, man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So uh, kind of talk me through a little bit, you know, like you said, this is your first pro fight. Kind of mm-hmm. what did it take to get there? What's the next step after, after this? I know you mentioned Fury fight, um, uh, is kind of the, the league that you're fighting for, um, in this, sure. uh, about kind of, kind of walk me through what, what is the next step after Fury or is there another step after Fury? Yeah, for sure. So I'll kind of rewind a little bit. Um, so I've been fighting as an amateur, uh, for about, uh, I guess I started training four years ago and my first fight was, uh, September 2016. Um, so from September 2016 all the way to, uh, May of this year, a couple months ago, I was an amateur. I had 10 amateur fights and, and that's, that's all just kind of getting experience, you know, being in the ring and, and stuff like that. Hopefully, you know, ending up as a as a pro which uh i ended up making my pro debut back in may um and then now this will be my second pro fight and then this one's kind of the headliner but as far as steps um from here um so this is kind of like considered a a regional show i guess you'd say um and from here we're looking to um maybe get to a little bit bigger show a little one more national stage or slightly higher regional show hmm. um like i said fury's a fury's a really good organization um they're kind of a i guess you can look at them as almost a feeder to something called the lsa mm-hmm, um right. which is essentially a feeder to to the ufc uh, now fury's had guys in the ufc to come out of fury and, and go into the ufc as well so um they're kind of a feeder for the ufc as well but I guess the next step that we'd be looking for is maybe a LSA or, or something like that. Um, try to get their attention. Um, and then after that, uh, is, is looking to get on the UFC radar. And there's a variety of ways we can get into them if you want, um, of how to actually get on the UFC radar and, and like, I guess their scouting process and stuff like that. But, um, and I'll, I'll kind of touch on, on that a little bit is, one of the things I noticed when, 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 you know, I look at clips of you fighting and, and, and I've actually been to a fight of yours before is, is the brand that you surround yourself in. You know, you're, you're fucking climbing on, on, on cages and fricking flipping off the crowd. And I mean, you, you seriously, you might, you might be Conor McGregor. Is that true? I, I have a question actually. He's a fucking psychopath. About the climbing of the cage. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems a little too. It's, can you talk me through what goes through your brain to get that perfect, you know, that perfect climb? Because well, me, per, well, me personally, I, I'm like the kind of guy that like I'm on a trampoline. I'm like I'm I'm gonna do a backflip. I'm gonna do a backflip, and then I jump up, and I'm just I'm not gonna do a backflip. And right. and, oh, I, and that. I see a video of you knocking out a person, and then you just run up 
on effortlessly effortlessly just float on top of the cage and then just look around yeah. like you're a gladiator like are you not entertained <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's got to be the most the electrifying like, moment every, of the entire every time thing I tell people about it i'm always like y'all remember, y'all remember that scene from uh from bench warmers where howie climbs up <laughs> on the uh on the backstop like the metal fence <laughs> and he gets up and he, he's good on his way up right but on your way down, like, you got to think, you're let, you just fall for 15 minutes or whatever. Mm. On the way up, it's easy, bro. You rest there for a second or two, and then it's time to get down. And you, like, look down, and you're like, damn, dude. <laughs> that thing's a lot higher than I remember. I'm on top so of a fucking down, fence. Your legs are jelly, and then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you're struggling to stand. But, no, dude, it's it's uh, it's fun climbing up, I guess. I don't, you, you get so much adrenaline and stuff going that it's... You can climb up a fucking brick wall if you wanted to, you know? That's awesome. Uh, we uh, we know that you've gone through a bit of a, a, a nickname renaissance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what 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 kind of went through the, the the decision of your current nickname? Uh, okay, so the original, <laughs> I guess the original you could say would be, what would it be, Jeff? The Golden Ram. The Golden Ram. Oh, Shout out God, Russell dude, Jones. I've buried, buried that for years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. uh, whenever I was training in Baton Rouge my first year, uh, one of my first training partners called me the Golden Ram. Um, I was hoping it wouldn't stick, and luckily we found something a little bit better uh, in the Ghost. Uh, my coach, Tim Crater, gave that to me um, due to my pale skin, I guess you could say. Although I've been working on the tan, man. I've been working on it. You know, slowly you're, coming you're, in. You're get, correct me if I'm wrong, you're Panamanian. <laughs> that's it, dude. Twenty five percent, bro, don't forget. Yeah, so that could, but, uh, that could yeah, help that's you kinda better. that's kinda how the ghost, I guess, got started and then just kinda ran with it. Kind of fits, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, back to kind of the the branding of, you know, trying to catch the eye of the UFC, how big of a part does you know, kind of that nickname or that kind of, you know, in the octagon persona, how big of a part do you think that plays in the process of getting noticed? Man, I think it's, I think it's big time. I think like a lot of guys can go into a UFC meeting or, or be looking to, to go into the UFC. And a lot of guys, they, they go into it as just fighters. And if you go into it that way, a lot of times you're looked at as like an employee, if right. that makes sense. Right. By by having a brand and having an understanding of, okay, if the promoter needs to make money, I need to make money, which means I need to sell tickets and I need to get people interested. One way to do that is through, like you're saying, branding and stuff like that. So my whole idea by, like, trust, like there's not a lot of people, like, on the local level or regional level or, like, I guess, look into branding and, and stuff like that that much. But my idea is I want to be able to go into whenever the time happens and, and I am on the UFC radar or, or they are looking, um, I want to be able to go into that meeting and not be looked at as, okay, this is just another expendable employee. I want to be able to go in there and be like, look, this is what I offer. I already have an idea of, of my fan base. I already have an idea of how many tickets I generally sell. Um, you're getting a complete product that knows about social media presence, that knows about branding already. You've got everything you need to, to, put the marketing machine behind me and, and get some paydays going and start getting, you know, it makes that climb easier. It makes you more valuable going into, into a, a meeting with the UFC or, or whatever organization, having something just besides, you know, I knock people out in one round or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it, it adds a, another, another money-making, uh, I guess, side to it. 
AJ, I have a question. Whenever you're in the cage and you just get knocked, you know, a punch slips through and you get and you just get rocked. How how do you recover from that? In, in, even if you can't, like, how do you adjust? What's the key to adjusting to being rattled? Oh man, I guess. Uh, you kind of get they, you, you do what you call getting on the bike, and, and by getting on the bike, you a lot of times you circle off. Um, you know, look to like faint a little bit, try to get them kind of on edge, and do your best, honestly, to put on a poker face, man. If if somebody sees that they've hurt you even a, even a little bit, you know what I mean. They're they're coming after you and trying to finish. So it's a lot of it's about that poker face, um, and a lot of it's just kind of relying on on training and stuff like that. You know what I mean. You kind of go into into instinct mode or survival mode, I guess you could say, and it's just keep those hands up and, and try not to get hit again. Uh, some people like to go in and shoot in for grappling because a lot of times if you're grappling, you, you can't right. be hit for the most part. Um, so that's another strategy. Um, but, yeah, just getting on that bike and, and staying moving, not just, you know, standing against the cage and, and kind of taking more of them, you know. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about maybe taking the approach of, like, like for instance, you have a fight Saturday, this coming Saturday. Have you ever thought about maybe taking the approach of, I'm not going to bathe for seven or eight mm. days? And, mm. like eat a, a ton of garlic and just sweat garlic into this man's mouth. You know, like he's trying to get you on the ground and he's like, oh, I'm going to second guess that. I should just stand up and try to box this kid because I don't want to eat this man's nasty body odor sweat. Very good point. I remember. I can, bro. Nobody, nobody wants that stank. Nobody yeah, wants they, that they, they don't want the stank, do, so you do, give it to them. I've heard of people. I don't really do that because I like. I don't. I can smell myself, bro. If I don't shower for a couple of days, and if I smell myself, I just know everybody around me is just dying. I but remember I se- senior year of football. I want to say Donnie Bird did that. Don, yeah, Big Don. <laughs> Big Don. I don't think that was a strategy. I think Big Don just did no, my challenge. I, I did the very same thing. Senior year of football. Did not wash a single pad. Yeah. All and yeah, and yeah. I, I I thought. You know, psychology. You know, I'm a big psychology guy. Yeah, right. I thought they would smell me and just not want to have anything to do with me. And then all that happened was I got a really disgusting staph infection in my armpit. Like, like, looked like. In the crevasse. In the crevasse. And a poor young woman just had to rub rub creams on me every day. And uh, it did not impact my play at all. Oh. And uh, I suffered for it, actually. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So. AJ, another strategy. Deep clean the locker room a few times. I was wondering who it was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ashley, let me ask you another strategy. Run this by you. See if you've thought of this yet. So, okay, you don't like to smell yourself. What if you just poured baby oil all over yourself? Oh. And so when he's trying to grab you, you just you slip. Surely that's within the rules. Surely that has surely. Like I'm talking really now cake on Vaseline onto your body. You're starting to get into it, bro. So. So one thing that people do, right, so we have that process where we cut weight and we weigh in the day before, like, significantly lower than when we step in the cage, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Some people, one way, to, one way to make that weight is you do, a, you do a bath, right? You do Epsom salt and alcohol or whatever. Some people will also throw, like you said, baby oil in there, mm. and they get their skin super fucking soft, super smooth, shaved down their arms, and that people have actually done that before. 
But uh, the refs, if you ever see, uh, right before we walk in, they do our Vaseline and we like hug our coaches and stuff. And yeah, then yeah. the ref, like he looks at our gloves, kind of like rubs the side of our body, stuff like that. That's what he's checking for, actually, is like Vaseline and, and lubricant and stuff. That's it, It's only allowed to be on your face. If you have it anywhere else, it's considered trying to cheat. So they wipe it off or whatever. So that's, that's but, uh, yeah, good question. That's not legal, is what you're telling me. No, unfortunately. But, dude, if you do the baby oil bath the night before, I'm telling you, bro, I've seen it, it and it works. So it do does. you? So do you, baby? Do you baby oil bath? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I sweat so much, like abnormal amounts, that it's just. If I did baby oil, dude, it'd be like. I don't even know. It'd be like we had a we had a mud wrestling competition or something in there, dude. Oh. It would be. It would be oh. Gross. oh, I love that. <laughs> So, uh, AJ, uh, I was I was looking on YouTube for just some kind of clips of you that I could use, and I saw a clip of uh, you being interviewed right before our our high school playoff game. Oh yeah, uh, for Nola.com, oh, and I just saw you, and you look so sweet and so innocent. And now I look at these pictures of you, and you're beating grown men. And frankly, I I, I want to know how would you go from? I mean, you were still frankly terrifying. Yes, terrifying. Yes. In that in that state, but now, like you're, it's you're a monster. Well, before everyone else had pads on, cool, yes. And now it's like, yeah. hey, let's throw this half naked mm-hmm. animal into who's, a cage. Who sweats a lot. Who sweats a, a lot, lot of sweat. But he cares about his hygiene. Mm-hmm. Let's throw him in a cage against another guy who's also half naked and jacked, and let's let them beat each other's faces in. So that's what I guess kind of yeah. scares me. Yeah, are, sounds like a good yeah. fucking night to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it sounds funny. See, I I wouldn't want to fight anyone. If I fought a 16 right. year old kid today in a right. McDonald's parking lot, I would lose. <laughs> I would. Yeah, especially if it was like, "Did you take my jewel?" And you're like, "No, this is my jewel." He's like, "Did you fucking take my jewel?" And he's like, 16. He's like, maybe got like a skateboard. And he's it. wearing like a Thrasher sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah, and he's run. like, bro, that's my last fucking mango pot. It's run. on. You run. Absolutely. I like that. The kids are off the jewel train. I'm telling you. The kids are now on something called an enjoy. An enjoy. Enjoy. It's They're running this promo. It's a dollar at Circle K. Shameless plug. That's not an advertisement. Um, they, they're selling for a dollar right now, the actual machine at Circle K. But kids are all on that Enjoy swag, bro. It's a dollar? It's a dollar for the machine. Can we go get one of these? I, I thought Dang. about getting like 10 of them and then selling them for 10 bucks, 10 for 10 bucks, and then selling those things for like 100 bucks to miners. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, we, oh yeah, it was 10 bucks. Yeah. Because yeah. they, yeah. they don't know. They have no idea. They'll buy one for $100, I'm telling you. Because like, they don't go into gas stations. I'm like, not what's talking a gas about. Station? Miners is in 16, 17. I'm talking about 13, 14 year old. Well, kids. yeah, right. Right whenever the market entry. Yes. Yeah. Right, sure. right, right, right. Entry right. level consumer. Uh huh. Smart, smart. So. So I, I wouldn't think jeweling's really a part of the regimen, huh, AJ? It's probably, it's probably frowned upon in the training process. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a negative. I've never, never been into, uh, to jewel. I, I'll watch, I'll watch some, some mango jewels go up, though. Mm hmm. Um, you know what I mean? I know it's uh, I know it's a pretty popular thing. Yeah, so I'm not a big fighting guy. Like I, I like the idea of two guys in an arena just beating a lot the hell of testosterone. Out. It's, it's just yeah, it's real primal. I really yeah. like that. But um, 
I'm just, I just don't I don't have the energy for that. Like I'm just very tired all the time. So I, I might play like a UFC yeah. video game, yeah. just something that I can just live vicariously through. But I don't know if you play these games. The controls are ridiculous. Oh, he's all on it. AJ, um, why are these UFC games? Why is it so hard? to control like the ground game like i can't do anything like um, i play a guy online he puts he gr- just throws me on the ground and it's over in seconds uh, uh, is it that hard whenever you're in the thick of it in real life is it that hard to man- maneuver around than it is to control the actual sticks of like an xbox dude i'll say okay so i'll say this about the ufc game i think the stand-up on it like the the kickboxing and stuff on it mm-hmm. i think that's like super accurate like uh, putting combos together and, and how if you if you hit the wrong thing or throw the wrong punches, it kind of looks like weird and clunky and doesn't really flow right. Right. Like uh, they, I think they do a really good job with the stand up, but honestly, the grappling is a uh, is a lot a lot different. It's, so it's more like um, man, if I could if I could just y'all kind of understand this. So it's like y'all remember how in, in football, right? We had we had defense when we played defense or whatever offense. There's a lot of there's one big play, right? So imagine that one big play is like a, a transition, like I'm going from one position to another or something like that. And there's all these little pieces, right? These little fits and these little angles and these little timing things that all have to be just right to get that play right. Think about every position change in like on the ground and grappling, kind of like that. There's all these like little battles that are going on, like, oh, I need my elbow here or I need this over here. I need to shift this weight a certain different way so there's a lot of like it is tough in a, in a sense and i think that's kind of why the ufc game kind of like messes it up as they almost like uh it's like a lot of hit or miss on it and there's a lot of other little factors that they kind of like don't get to touch on which would kind of be tough to do but um man a lot of it's just you got to kind of know this no i guess know the sport a little bit to know what you're trying right. to do if that makes sense yeah but yeah, I agree. The 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 grappling on that game is broken, bro. I don't think they'll ever fix it. No, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I wanted to know that, you know, we we've all known each other for quite a long time. Played played along with each other on uh, football, and now watching you, you know, bloom into the, you know, the man killer that you are. Um, I think you've more than anyone has probably learned a lot more from probably the losses or the the people doubting you from the time of like high school football or even before then up until now that you're fighting you know professionally and you know under the big lights what do you think are the biggest lessons that you probably have taken from the losses more than you've gotten from the wins one of the biggest lessons man uh honestly uh it's that thing about fear, I guess. A lot of times people, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like you kind of, uh, like you said, I've kind of always been, I guess, looked over for football and, and even to some extent MMA, not really too, too much, I would say. Um, but yeah, there's always kind of like that little chip on your shoulder and there's always kind of like that little, that little fear, that little doubt in the back of your mind that, that you can sometimes let people create or even create yourself. You know what I mean? And, and one thing I've learned kind of through MMA and, and probably the biggest lesson is a lot of times that 
that fear or that little thing in your head, that that little excuse that you make up as to why you you can't do something or or why you would be it would be okay if if you kind of like gave up or or kind of allowed yourself to not excel in that thing. That excuse a lot of times is just you kind of making it up in your head. You know what I mean? It's or, or or believing what other people say. It's not really tangible it's not there it doesn't really mean anything like that's the thing with MMA like no matter what's said outside of a cage if two guys don't like each other no matter somebody's height no matter their strength no matter their you know what I mean there's no matter what there is at the end of it at the end of the day two guys go into a cage and fight and nothing no reasoning in somebody's head or or whatever can can count you out from that and football it was kind of like if you're, you know, you, you, your chance kind of depends on somebody. You've got to have good measurables. You've got to be this tall. You've got to run this fast. You've got to come from this school. You know what I mean? And MMA, it's, it's kind of like, okay, it doesn't matter if you're a little bit taller than me or a little bit bigger than me or you've been doing it a little bit longer than me. I've been training my ass off for three and four years. If you want to, if you think you've been doing it harder than me for that long and you think you've made that as much improvement as me, Let's put it on the line. No matter what you say before, no matter what anybody says after, we're going in there, and at the end of the day, we're in a cage, and we're going to see who wins. You know what I mean? So there's kind of like a pureness to it, too. Right. Um, but the biggest thing is, is like tackling that fear and recognizing a lot of times it's not actually anything there. It's just... Can, can I just say that that was fucking electric? Yeah. Yeah. When you come in and you Thanks. say, yeah. it's me and you in a fucking cage, <laughs> right. let's put it on the line, that's right. electric. Right. My body, dude, I mean, I feel like I'm about to, like, play in the Olympics right My now. My palms are very wet I am right now. sweaty. I, need to, I think I need to call you up for a Lion and Gazelle speech right before the oh. I remember those. I mean, I this is just too. fucking electric. <laughs> uh. really? I'm not going to be able to sleep after that. Um, this is this is a random question, a little bit off uh off tilt, still fighting though. So obviously you fought in a bunch of guys. Obviously fighting in its nature is very aggressive. Uh, sometimes you probably have to put yourself in that like psycho killer like mentality where it's like there's this guy and I'm just gonna have to go and just beat the hell out of him. Are you friends with anybody that you've personally beaten to the point of like a knockout or that you've that you've beaten in your professional fighting career? Are you like friends with them? Because I feel I feel like that's like a weird. Like a weird like guy thing yeah. to get over. Like you know, we can still be cool, but like you definitely like beat the shit out of me. Right. Yeah, for sure. So so one thing about at least the way I approach all fights is you you basically have to be to an extent emotionless, right? If you get too high or too low or or you invest too much, a lot of times you can do things that you wouldn't normally do inside of your technique. So for me, going into a fight. There's no hostile feelings. And for me, usually leaving a fight, unless something drastic happens, there's usually no hostile, hostile feelings leading out of it either. To me, it's just another, you know, a game, a sport, or whatever. It's just super brutal. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely been friends. I actually, Jesse Roberts, um, he fought in Bellator as a pro uh, and then ended up getting hurt. He's coming back from rehab and all that. But um, he beat me, actually. I guess it's come up on... A little bit over a year ago now, he beat me last May, and then uh, two weeks later we were training together. Man, that's the like that's one of the things. A lot of time, MMA is a as brutal as it is. A lot of there's a lot of like 
relationships that are that are made that you would never think would be like what happened. Like two dudes fight each other and then they're training together two weeks later, trying to pick each other's brains and see you know what they can add to each other's games. Um, so it's a very humbling sport, I guess you could say. So usually, for the most part, everybody I fought's been pretty cool, I guess, and we're always cool after. Um, I'm sure down the line there's going to be some douche nugget who's going to you know try to piss me off or whatever, and and he'll get up, but. Yeah, I've been cool with everybody going in and, and leaving out so far. AJ, from from the point where in senior year of high school, we're all playing football, and then all of a sudden, football's over. And for most of us, if not all of us, you know, sports in general as a future is over. Um, at what point did you make the the pivot and the decision that this was something like I'm not going to go, you know dive deep into a you know a normal nine to five career i'm gonna go jump into fighting and i'm just gonna give it my all like what was that when was that moment and what you know put us in your shoes for that sure so so the kind of first i get there's kind of two parts to it um the first part like how i first kind of got into it after football i would say i don't know i had always kind of seen boxing and, and mma on tv and stuff and then kind of realizing, you know, after my senior football season, like, okay, like, if football isn't going to happen, it's either going to be, like, a normal 9 to 5 or it's, I'm, I'm going to have to look for, for something else. Um, and, you know, I always had – I'm getting my degree in biology, actually, a week after I fight. So I always have mm. that in my back pocket if I ever use it. And, and I'm still super interested in biology and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of always uh, – <sighs> I just never really saw myself doing that. Like, not, I like something new every day. Um, I like kind of, you know, marching to the beat of my own drum and, and kind of, you know, deciding what I'm going to do that day and, and making sure that I'm productive and, and what I need to do. Um, so I've always kind of been like that. And, and I saw MMA and, and the lifestyle that a lot of the guys lead, live. It, it kind of lend itself to that. So that was that was kind of one reason I was drawn to it for sure. But uh, as far as, like, making it my whole life, man, it, I think one misconception is that guys – that oh goodness dive into it like head first right away like right. i started looking up videos and and watching ufc stuff um really hardcore like trying to get an idea of what i would need to do to get you know i mean first to where i am now like first to even get to a pro fighter and then eventually in the long run get to where i'm looking to go in, in the ufc and and beyond that um but but it's you start kind of piecing together these ideas of, of what you what you need to do and you just slowly make it more and more of your life if that makes sense like for you jeff for example you didn't you, you started your first business mj long care right or or maybe there was something before that i had a little toothpick <laughs> selling business when i was when i was yeah. a toddler but yes mj yeah so so mj in a small local lawn care company and you, you take steps, you know what I mean? Like, now you, you own the house. I'm sure, you know, down the line, you'll probably, fuck, I can't even predict your future. God knows where that's going, dude. You you got so much going on. It's, it's quite impressive. But You're making me um, sappy. Yeah, dude, well, that's it. You, you take these, in the same way with, like, anything, you take these little baby steps, right? So mm-hmm. I started um, my freshman year of college. I started training a little bit at a, a gym called uh, Russell Jones Kickboxing in Baton Rouge. Um, it was just a little small gym and had bags and, and a little bit of coaching, a couple of training partners and stuff like that. Um, and went there, you know, five, 
six times a week and, and just try to make it a priority. Um, I, I'd go to class. I have my one campus job, and then I get home at six or seven, go to the gym, and then try to do my studying after that. Um, and that's all I could get in right then, you know. And then slowly realizing, like, okay, now I want to take this next step, and, and I moved to Lafayette and and started training with with Tim and Gladiators down here, and that was my next step. Then I found a job that let me teach kickboxing. So again, just adding it more and more to my life. Um, you know, now I'm I'm to a point where I'm not working at the kickboxing job anymore, but I'm still teaching kickboxing to uh, to to call him my little dude, but uh, his name's Christian. Um, and I've been teaching him for a few months now. Uh, so I'm still teaching. And then now I've got my mornings where, you know, I just go do my, my workouts and, and stuff like that. And then nighttime, more workouts, stuff like that. But it doesn't start like that. Like you got to fit it in when you can and then slowly find those pieces to make it more and more of your life. If that makes sense. Right. And, and kind of, kind of walk me through, like, this is like become like a, a true career to you. Like, you you like you said you wake up in the morning eat right train you you know share what you're passionate about knowledgeable about with with you know a a group of youngsters and you teach them and then you know you go home for a second shower hang out then you eat right you train some more so kind of kind of walk me through like you know like for example i believe you have a sponsor that pays for your 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 meal prep like this has yeah. truly become, you know, like a 24-7 lifestyle slash career deal to you. Like, like, at what point did, did you know, like that whole thing as far as sponsors coming in and, and all that kind of stuff, at what point did the light bulb go off in your head and you were like, wow, like, this is what I'm focused on. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I need to do. And, you know, other people see my talent, see my abilities, and they're buying in as well. Yeah, well, so the sponsor thing kind of started out as, as me realizing that was, like, one of the steps. So, like, I would see, like, even though, like, you, you, you sponsored me my, for through M&J for my very first uh, kickboxing thing back at Russell's. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't need sponsors, but I knew I would have to start getting the skill set and and the the wherewithal to be able to communicate with sponsors to be able to have some sort of system and and something like that for so that when the time came it wasn't like i was just getting into it for the first time right so uh i started kind of getting into it with you know pretty much as soon as i started off and and not really making all that much but more just getting associated with the process of getting logos put on shorts or getting shirts made and, and stuff like that um and then, actually, the, the shout out to FitBlends, the the company you're talking about that that does my meals for me. They've been with me for over a year now and mm. making my diet super super easy. Um, but that actually got started. They owned a spot next to where I worked at the kickboxing place. Um, and Tim, my coach, talked to their talked to the owner and kind of told him about me. And the dude was like, "Hell yeah, we want to sponsor him." And they've been with me ever since. That's um, awesome. So kind of like. Yeah, man, that, I know FitBlend keeps you on track with like as far as healthy meals like pre-fight and while you're like hardcore working out, you're trying to cut weight, you're trying to trim up, you're trying to lean up, all that kind of stuff. 
Do you eat like a fucking lard whenever oh. whenever you're like you just oh. get out of a fight? Like you beat the shit out of some dude, testosterone's running. Oh. Are you like someone bring me the fucking golden corral right now? Oh, please tell me. Dude, y'all don't even know, bro. So I, look look, my second fight ever, I was fighting for, for LFA on their amateur card, like their undercard. Mm-hmm. And my fight fell through like a day or two before, but we had booked tickets and, and my parents got a hotel room and everything down there. So we were going to the Golden Nugget and I had some teammates fighting and stuff. So we we're just going down there anyway to go see. Man, had to go down there and turn in tickets for weigh-ins and all that and return them all and all that. And uh, so we go down there and dude, I found out I wasn't weighing in. I wasn't fighting. The day before the fight, I go, for, dude, it's king cake season. Middle of February. Mm. Oh. Dude, I love those little naked baby I go, Jesus. I go to Rouse's. <laughs> I give me a good ass cinnamon king cake. Down the whole thing. I got. Uh, so I got a lo- dude. You want carbs so bad? I, w- I got a loaf of bread. Down that whole thing. Uh, Just the loaf of bread. Shit. Again, oh, yeah, you're dude, sick and you're a like psychopath. Some bread, like some good shit. Okay. But uh, yeah. But uh, I got candy bars and all that. And then the next day. Got a whole big bag of trail mix, ate mm. some Greek food on the way to the thing, drank some beers, had some like Jolly Rancher chews, and then an hour or two before the fight card starts, I'm walking to, to go see, like to go to my seat to go watch the fights in jeans and t-shirt or whatever, and uh, with with JC and my family and everything, and we see my coach walking in the hallway, and he's like, "Hey, they had somebody pull out. You may be fighting. Come with me." And I'm like, "Oh." Jesus, dude. I just downed two of the two of the purple hazes with my dad in the room. I got Greek food, God knows whatever else in my stomach. I feel like a bag of dog shit. And now I'm about to go fight. But uh yeah, so we ended up doing that and, and I borrowed somebody's uh like cup, mouthpiece and shorts who weighed hundred and thirty five pounds. Uh so that was a little a little tight. Um, but ended up going out and getting the job done. <laughs> subtle, subtle BDE yeah, going on. There. I like that. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right, uh, AJ, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I have one question though. Uh, as you know, Jeff is the owner of the house in Tigerland, a beloved sponsor of yours, and you know, just near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, if you were to Put yourself if if Jeff was like AJ, you know we've been friends for a long time. I want to give you a drink, a cocktail. What would be the AJ Fletcher cocktail? Like if I went to a bar and I was like, give me the AJ Fletcher, whatever it was. What would be in that in that cup? Man, my my fallback if I'm if I'm looking for something good at a place is always a Moscow Mule. Always a Moscow Mule for sure. Okay. I have to say. Okay, but, that's interesting. And they're getting easier, man. They make them in a can and shit now. It's good. You know what I mean? But, dude, I used to, I remember freshman year, I'd get one or two blue motorcycles and I'd be set. Oh, one or two blue hey, motorcycles. Well, AJ, he, yeah. It, dude, was, it was more like four or five. Oh. And then it was, give me six or seven tequila shots. And yeah. and no lime, <laughs> and I'm gonna drink all this. I'm gonna be absolutely hammered. I'm gonna dance to fuck up some commas by future, and then throw up in Jeff's sister's bathroom. Bro, that was the anthem. Good lord. Yep. Fuck up some comma, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think that's I think that's a perfect way to end this 
Yeah. Electric interview. Uh, Electric, sure. I want to thank sure. you, AJ, for coming out. And uh, give us just a brief little shout-out to uh, your fight coming up. Yeah, dude. So uh, August 3rd in Lake Charles, I'm fighting at uh, – I'm going to be the main event of Fury FC. Uh, and it's going to be at the Lake Charles Civic Center. Um, y'all can find tickets. If y'all go to my Instagram bio, my Instagram handle is at AJ underscore Fletcher MMA. Um, y'all can go to that bio and find tickets there. Um, big shout out to my sponsors. First and foremost, the first one ever, the House in Tigerland. Gotta, gotta shout out my boys, the House in Tigerland. So, Jeff, thanks again for, for staying with me and, and sponsoring me the whole way through. Um, thanks for keeping me on. Shout out to the Fidlins, um, guys taking care of my nutrition. Um, thanks to Red Room Ads for all the sweet logo designs. Um, you can check those out in my Instagram as well. Um, let's see, Fletcher's out the power, Papa P, been sponsoring as well since the beginning. He's still on with us. Um, let's see, Papa Earl's as well, Dash coming in with uh, some good seasonings and all that, so y'all go check them out, Papa Earl's seasoning. And uh, yeah, man, I guess that's about it. Thank y'all for having me, man. It was fun. Yeah, man, thanks. We had, we had a blast, dude. It was awesome to have you on. Great time. All right. All right, so that'll do it for the very first episode of Payne's World. I want to thank you for coming out and listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you had a great time listening. And stay tuned for this week. We have plenty more content with Gary and the Dude coming up and a little bit of an interesting show that's coming up. Uh, We'll get more into that. It's our network's fantasy football podcast. It's It's a hell of a doozy to listen to. But uh, that's coming also later this week. And then next week on Payne's World, we will have Gary back in action on the couch along with his partner in crime, LSU's professional hitter, Christopher Reed. But for now, I'm Payne Smith, thanking you once again for making us a part of your day. And until then, see you.